0: Welcome, everyone, to episode number two.
1: Episode two. Wow. Of our
0: DFCC podcast. That's right. We don't have a name yet for it. Still don't know name. However, I did get one person, I think he might have contacted you too, that said this podcast should be called Down Knee oh, Carlo. Podcast. Yes. Remember? Yes. <laughs> you just called him out. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be called that, but it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah. So, so down knee, so down knee, so down knee. Like right? down on
1: our knees. Correct. The down knee podcast. Yes.
0: Because the whole thing is, 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 you know, part of what we would love to see is our city that would be down on their knees before God. That's great. So I think down that's, knee podcast. That's, yeah. That's actually kind cool. Maybe. Yeah. So if you have any ideas, like I'm, this is something that I'm not really good at, but amongst other things that I'm not good at, I'm not good at a lot of things, Same. um, thinking of a name like a name that would be yeah I thought about like the lockdown podcast the lockdown the lockdown that's kind of cool I mean maybe but yeah. the problem is I don't want it to end when the lock
1: when the lockdown's ends. over <laughs> right but that's kind of cool though cuz maybe when, you, when 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 I think of a lockdown mm. I don't think of I think of I think of restriction mm. but I don't think of I think once the lo- our covid our covid lockdown is over mm. I think maybe the lockdown could be locking down our leadership, okay. locking down our emotions, uh, being in control over that instead yeah, of yeah. in control over us. I think that's interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to
0: keep this thing going. Keep it going. So any other ideas uh, for those of you who are uh, on Instagram live right now, if you have any ideas, we are completely open books uh, to be able to hear what it is that you
1: would like for us to do. That's right. Unlike your favorite restaurant, we are open for we, ideas. Yes. <laughs> open for business. Yeah. Open for business. That's right. Man, so I want to I want to welcome
0: Adrian. He's behind the scenes. That's we right. got Morgan who is our unofficial producer. That's right. She's <laughs> our unofficial producer. She's been with us 2 weeks already, so That's right. I think um you know, it's good. It's good. It is good. Yeah. So a couple things I've been thinking about, uh, these days is, uh, public speaking,
1: mm, public speaking. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that we talked about, uh, last week was that, uh, Francis and I, we prepare content every week That's right. and, uh, I preach on Sundays and then, uh, Francis preaches on, on Wednesdays and there's this process of preparing material and then presenting it for right. you Wednesdays and then for me on Sundays. Um, and you know, one of the biggest fears that people have is public speaking.
1: Mm, That's true. Yes. were true.
0: I was looking it up on, on Google the other day and I had heard it before and I, I was revisiting it and it's actually true. Like when you ask a person, what's your biggest fear? Um, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but lots of people will say public speaking and even more than death. Yeah. I mean, but if you ask, if you ask the person, what do you prefer public speaking or dying? They're going to say. Public speaking, of course, but if you don't give them those options and the but the first thing that
1: comes to mind is like speaking in public, yeah, why do you think that's such a big a big deal? That's funny, I was just about to ask you, but um mm. I think for me, I think right the, and by the way, for everyone who's watching, I came in today not knowing what we were talking about, so. Yeah. This is off the cuff. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, these are the thoughts that are in our minds that are just already there that we're fleshing out from yes, one another. Which
0: is part of the vision for this podcast. Yes. Like there's no, there's no preparation. Yeah. There's no, like we have some thoughts because we're preparing our messages for uh, Francis on Wednesday and me on the weekend. Um, that's kind of what we have. But none of this is scripted or pre-prepared or yeah. talked about before. Because literally you walked in like, what it was, 15 minutes ago yeah. or something like that.
1: And we just started with this. Song. And we just started right away. We put on the fireplace graphic. You can't see it. But we have a TV in this room that we're in. Um, there's a fireplace.
0: I think the Instagram people yeah, got it. The Instagram people it.
1: can see it. Yeah. But yes. So just to set the mood. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think people and i think about even myself prior to and even now Mm. honestly when i speak Mm. um prior to you know part of the big parts of our jobs Mm. is to speak and proclaim the word of god to people in a clear coherent way for people to understand i think the the reason people hate public speaking so much or is is just the fear of being in front of people Mm. you know like they don't want It makes you vulnerable. It does. (laughs) It's like you're a sitting duck when all eyes are on you. Mm. Um, For Tupac fans on there out there, um, that song "All Eyes on Me," right? Like um, when all eyes are on you, there's pressure to 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 deliver. Yeah, right. Because when when you speak, Mm. I think that's a privilege. Honestly, it is. I think it's a privilege to to speak. Whether you're a pastor, whether you're just a leader speaking to. Um, you know, those people in your organization or mm. wherever you are, or maybe even just on social media, mm. it's a privilege to have a voice and to speak. And when you speak and people, when you speak and people hear and they mm. listen and they look at you, yeah. there's a lot of pressure because if people don't like what you're saying, yeah, then they're not going to like you. Yeah. So I think really what it has to do is, is the idea of being liked mm. is, a, is the idea of being accepted. Yeah. Right. Because if yeah. what I'm saying doesn't, doesn't tickle the ears of who's listening right then now all of a sudden the person who's listening doesn't like us right because they don't know how to disagree with us right and well, that's right. a whole different topic no no but it's true it's true because you i mean bottom line is we're human and
0: as humans we're trying to pro- proclaim the word of god mm-hmm. and sometimes uh the word of god is not going to say things that make us comfortable right in fact i was talking to tony shout out to, to, to tony he's shout a out worship, worship guy i was talking to him, uh, a little bit earlier and I asked him this question. I'm like, "Do you think that in a church service, it's important for people to get a little uncomfortable? Hmm. Because if you're preaching the full counsel of the Word of God, there's going to be certain things that you don't want to hear. Yeah, like last Sunday I preached on money. That's right. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's the first sermon that I've ever preached." on tithing, wow. on the topic of tithing. You I've, did
1: a great job, by the way. Thank you.
0: But it was it was the whole idea. Of, like I had preached like little parts of different sermons on tithing because yeah. I believe that it's a biblical thing. It's an important thing. It's a, it's a spiritual discipline in the right. Old Testament, the New Testament, early church, and to our present period of time. Um, but I'd never done a full sermon on it. Mm. And so I could see the pushback. And one of the things that <laughs> yeah. I noticed, because I've been preaching for about 10 years, uh, on and off six years in Chile as, as, a, as a lead pastor and then now uh, here in Downey, and there are two topics that are uh that, pe- that you feel like you're like a, like a comedian and you're just bombing seriously, <laughs> yeah you talk about sexual pu- purity is one of them yeah, and the other one is is money is money people mm-hmm. just get nervous yeah. you know but there's freedom when you, when're you're, when you're speaking in public and you're preaching something that you is the truth mm. people can be uncomfortable yeah. Um, but you have, to be comfor- you have to be comfortable with the discomfort of people. Yeah. In fact, there was this pastor once, he gave me such good advice. He said, do you know what your job is as a, as a preacher, as a pastor, is to afflict the comforted and comfort the afflicted. Oh, wow. Right? Whoa. So you keep them in that tension. Yeah. Hey, if you're too comfortable, I'm going to afflict you a little bit. Yeah. But, but But if you're afflicted, my job is to comfort it's you. To com- wow. So there's that tension that always needs to happen. And right. so I think that that's, that's an important thing. But you're right. We want to be liked. Mm-hmm. We want to be liked. We don't like it when people seem to be... I think that the worst reaction is when people seem to be... Let me ask you this. Sorry. I, I was going to say something. I, I want to ask you first. Okay. What do you think the worst reaction that a congregation can have when you preach a
1: message? <laughs> you know, I think the absolute worst reaction is no reaction. To me, in my opinion, I think it's the, because when there's no reaction, Mm. what like you love it when people are like, oh, come on, amen. But then it's also like when people are coming up to you, criticizing and saying, why did you say this? Yeah. They were listening. But when, and in both ways, if you get an amen, if you get a a rebuke, Mm. at least they were listening. Yeah. Right. But when there's no response, it's like, man, did that fall on deaf ears? Did that, did that, did did it hit somebody in the heart? Maybe they just holding it back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I think that's the worst what do you think? it is.
0: I agree. It's yeah. it's indifference. Yeah. That's the worst is indifference. when yeah. people are like zoning out. And it's really hard now because as as we were saying last week, we're doing uh services outdoors. Some yeah. people are in their cars, other are uh, you know, they're sitting outside as we're as we're preaching. Uh, but they're wearing masks, so it's really hard to read people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so hard. That's true. Um, you know, when when before the the lockdown or before COVID, um, you could see people. Like you could see how right. they're because yeah. now all you see is their eyes. And uh, I just try to assume that everyone's smiling and really into it. Right. Yeah. I assume know? the best of people.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing, man. Public speaking is, a, is, a, is an interesting one. Um, my story was with public speaking was weird because I grew up very um, shy as a little kid. I'm mm. still shy. Like on the inside, I'm still shy. Um, I know how to sort of mask it a little bit more because yeah. I've been in a lot of social settings. But like my worst nightmare would be to be in a room having dinner with people that I didn't know <laughs> yeah. and them all of a sudden asking me a question and, if, and all eyes were on me yeah. and I had to answer. Like, right, when right. I was little, that, that idea, and it actually happened to me a couple of times where I would just blank out. Like, mm-hmm. I, like my brain would like erase the question because <laughs> I was so nervous because everyone was looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
1: but that never goes away, really. No, it doesn't.
0: Like, how how yeah. do you feel before you're about to
1: preach? Do you still get nervous? oh i still get i still get very nervous Mm. and you know um you know for those of you don't know uh my quote unquote audience or um people i speak to are primarily um junior high and high school students so good luck with that um yeah but uh one of them is actually in the room right now he adrian adrian gives me a hard time all the time you know just kidding he's my he's my prodigy um anyway, he's the only one who listens. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Encounter. If you're listening to this, I'm calling you out right now in public, but, um, yeah, no, I still get so nervous because I think, I mean, I I have nothing to fear from the kids. Like, Mm. you know, I'm, I'm they're They're, they're kids. They're relying on their parents for, for money. They, they, their status is based on their parents. Mm -hmm. I'm over here making a wage and living for myself. Mm. Um, I have nothing to fear. There's no sort of intimidation I should have for them. Mm. I think that the fear and the nervousness that comes is, is, is two things. It's, it's obviously indifference Mm. because I really care about these kids. Yeah. Like I really care. And I really want them to hear the word of God and Mm. know that Jesus loves them. And when there's no, when there's apathy for that, mm. it makes me super sad. Mm. But, um, you know, that's why we got to stay faithful. Yeah. And, absolutely. and then the second thing is I'm, I'm afraid of God. Mm. And I think that's something that we don't really talk about too yeah. much in church too, is being, um, when we, when we talk about the fear of God, mm. right. It's like, it's, we always say, oh, it's reverence. Cause God is so, yeah. you know, he's so good. But well, yeah, it's reverence. But like, when you look at like the scriptures, there's so many passages of like, God being surrounded by like angels and 13 elders Mm. on a chair on chair on crazy thrones that Mm. are circling the Lord as he like, as he ascends. And it's Mm. just, it's, it's almost like, Oh my gosh, if I do this word injustice, Mm. is God gonna, is God gonna hurt me? Mm. Uh, Obviously he won't, he
0: won't. (laughs) Thank God for Jesus, right? (laughs) Thank God God for for Jesus for for
1: grace. But, um, I just think it's, it's like when you, how can I say this? It's when you want to give somebody like a good reputation. Oh, for, Oh, here's a good example. So the other day, um, Monica Smitha, one of our, she just moved to, to Boise, Idaho with her new husband, Connor Dodge, not new, not a new husband. Like she doesn't have a brand new husband. It's just, it's obvious. It's her first husband. (laughs) Hopefully her only husband. Shout out to Monica and Connor. I'm digging myself a hole here. (laughs) This is unedited. We will not edit this. That's one of our values. Yes. It has to be transparency. 100% real. Monica Smith and Connor Dodge are two of my best friends in the whole wide world. Uh, I had the privilege of marrying them. Um, anyway, so they're not – she's not like on multiple husbands. That's not what we believe in. Anyways, dug, dug myself. I'm going to dig myself out of this hole. I promise, Pastor John. But I want to watch this. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so – she just applied for this job mm. in um, in Boise because they moved to Boise recently um, for the school district. And the lady um, who was like the I don't know what, exactly what she was, maybe the principal or of the school district or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, she called me because Monica actually put me on, down as a reference for her job. And so when I'm put on the spot like that, I have to speak good thing. Or I have to speak the truth. Yeah. Not necessarily just good thing. I have to speak the truth. Yeah. Right. I have to speak what whatever it is the 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 questions that the lady asked me about Monica's character, mm-hmm. Monica's essence, who she is, I have to tell the truth. And um that's the same thing with the word of God. Mm. Is when I'm up there and when you're up there and when we're up there whoever we got to speak the truth. Yeah. And that's it's scary cuz sometimes yeah. all I want to talk about is God's love. Mm. Sometimes all I want to talk about is his grace. Yeah. But we have to remember there's sin.
0: Yeah. There's
1: death. There's, there, God has great, great, great power. Mm. And I think we should fear that. And so when we, I think I get, I get scared, not fearful that God's going to punish me, but right. I just want to make sure that I'm saying the truth. Yeah. Well, just like when the superintendent lady calls me and asks me about Monica, I want to tell the truth. Mm. I don't want to lie and sway somebody in the wrong way.
0: Right. Right.
1: And now God is sovereign and he's going to do whatever he wants to. But yeah. I think that's where like my quote unquote fear comes from yeah. is that I want to be able to tell the truth about who Jesus is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love that. You know, one of the things that I, I heard a pastor say once um, is the whole idea of you just need to preach the word. Yeah. Like he just told me this over and over again because I was talking about church strategies and we got to do this and we got to do that. And he would just look at me with a big yeah. smile. And he said, just preach the word.
1: Yeah, just. Preach he would keep saying that because yeah, I, yeah. I had all these ideas and there yeah.
0: were there. You know, they're good ideas in the right, sense of right. like there's, there's strategies and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm like, that's great. And he would look at me and he's like, but just preach the word. But just preach the word. Yeah. He, and the whole idea was that that preaching the, the word of God um, will sustain you. Mm. It will sustain you. Yeah. You know, uh, everything else may come and go. Yeah. But the word of God right. will sustain you. That's right. Um, yeah. and, and, and there's freedom in that. Mm. When you know that you've done the best that you can to ex- explain to the best of your abilities what the word of god is saying. Yeah. There's peace in that because there's it's not your agenda. Mm. You're just trying to explain this book. Yeah. And if and and it, it, and it makes you free because then it, it's no longer personal.
1: Mm. So if
0: someone disobeys the word of god, they're not Here's the problem. Some pastors take things way too personally. Mm. Like I preached on this. Like let's say last week I preached on tithing. So I I preached to the best of my abilities what I understood that the word of god was 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 explain, was was exposing about the truth is about tithing right if no one tithes as a result of that, that's on them yeah Th- does that make sense yeah. in other words, but if you can show me in scripture where that was wrong or there was a part of scripture that I missed I'm like, okay, I got to fix this now. right yeah. but but you're not you're not risk you're not responsible you're not answering to me as a pastor yeah you know, does, that, does that make right. sense yeah you, just, 100%. you can present the word and you say this is what you have to Face, right. This is, it's the Bible. So if you can show me in the Bible where yeah. that, that's wrong, I will make those changes. Right. But this isn't between you and me. This is between you and God. Yeah. And so that frees you as a pastor. Yeah. To not carry 100%. right. To not carry that burden. Right. Same thing with counseling. When mm. you're in a counseling session and you're, you're, you're talking to people about their marriage or the situation that they're going through, you do the best to your ability. We've talked about this before. To the best of your ability, you pray for the person, you tell them what the word of God says, yeah. but the, the decisions that they make in their lives is between them and God. Right. So the problem is sometimes you can take that personally. It's like, oh, I mm. spent all this time with them and I yeah. told them, like, fine, that's your job. You're responsible before God to do your job to to explain the word of God, to pray for the person to do all, But the rest of it is between them and God. And God. That's yeah. a huge burden off, very of, off of a leader's shoulder. That's very true. You know? Because yeah. because ultimately it's it's God doing the work in the person. Yeah. Not us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's that's
0: that's, that's important. That's you know, good. I wanna say one of the things I, I, I notice about when you preach that I that I love is that you've got this special ability that I don't understand. <laughs> And here's what it is. Okay. Like when I, when I prepare a message, I'll go, I'll go through my message. You know, I've gotten a little bit better at being a little bit more free and kind of throwing some of the notes out the window and kind of going a little bit with the flow of the moment. But that's like your wheelhouse,
1: like, like <laughs> to a fault sometimes. Well, I don't know. I don't
0: know if to a fault, but like you'll have your message prepared and you've done all your, all your work, but you'll be, you'll be preaching. And sometimes there'll be like some chaos in the room. Like somebody will be talking or something like literally I've seen you preaching and then people will say things to you. You'll say things back to them. They'll, I mean, it's almost like this organic movement yeah. to where you're kind of preaching the word altogether in a way. Yeah, it's, an, yeah. it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but you've got that freedom to uh, make the word like, like not like they're just watching the guy talking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're,
0: not, you're not like talking to them. Right? You're, yeah. you're like having a conversation with them. Yeah. Talking which, with them. Which I don't know how applicable it would be in a larger group. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like over a hundred kids,
1: I don't know. <laughs> it if, might be kind of chaos. It might be kind of chaos, yeah. but it
0: really works with 50, you know, whatever yeah. amount that is. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, but like that's the kind of thing that I admire about you. And I don't know if I could do that because I'm really structured. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to hit every point and then I'm done and I'm out. Yeah. You know? So, uh, that, that kind of stuff that I love, I love watching.
1: That's the kind of the beauty of, of the body though. Cause what mm. I, what I quote unquote envy, I don't really envy because I mean, that's sinful, but mm-hmm. what I, what I, the skill set that I would, I want to enhance is to be more structured like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's just, I think that's beautiful when, you know, the two of our characters can come together yeah. and, and be able to lead um, this church. To, yeah. We're able to do that. Yeah. I have a question about public speaking that came, that came up to mind. Okay. Do you think that everything, when we public speak, whether it be a presentation, whether it be the gospel, uh, do you think every question needs to be answered?
0: I don't think every question can be answered. Mm. I don't. I think we can going to que- make up answers because we feel like we have to have answers to everything. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I think there are questions that don't have answers. I think there are questions that are yes for some people, maybe for other people and no for other people.
1: Yeah. How do you discern that?
0: I mean there's some certain things in the scriptures like for example smoking pot. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Right. I mean it really is. Yeah. It really is because yeah. especially now that it's legal. True. You know, um, there's there's a question of addiction. Like if you if we're talking about addiction, clearly, you know, you right. can't be dominated by everything. You won't let anything dominate you. You have to right. control your body, yeah. right? You have to make your body a slave. That's what the, the apostle Paul says. So if you have if if um I'm getting into the weeds right now because I know this is very controversial. Yeah. And I used to smoke weed. All, I smoked weed for 10 years. Oh, wow. And I smoked a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I can't do that ever again. Right. Because if I go back to it, I could I could be addicted again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For some people, that's uh, wine. Some people can have a glass of wine right. and then they're good. Right. Right. But some people have a glass of wine. And then they won't stop and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll backslide and become alcoholics. Yeah. And so those are certain topics that are gray areas mm-hmm. that is really a personal decision yeah. with wisdom that each person needs to. And now I know some people are just black and white, like a Christian should <laughs> never, ever drink. Yeah. Like, and if you drink, you're going to hell, Oh. Man. you know. Um, and that's why weed now is a hard one mm-hmm. because before it was, it's illegal. Yeah. So that's an easy one. Right. But now that it's legal, mm. it's like, okay, for me, I forget it. Like I couldn't right. ever, ever do it again. Yeah. You know, but what if someone does it once a week? <laughs> Pastor, is this, is this wrong? I'm like, it's probably not smart, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I can't show you any passages in the scripture. that says, yeah. thou shalt not smoke weed. Right. Right. You know, because some people will be, will make a big deal out of drinking, you know, it's like, oh, my lips have never touched Alcohol, right? But then your feet—I've never touched a treadmill.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So there's that whole thing
0: of 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 you know uh, gluttony, for example. Mm. Right. I mean, you can put you can you can it's anything gluttony. materialism. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so anything. that's kind of a tangent. You were asking about um, does every question need to be answered? Um, I think that every question doesn't have an answer.
1: No. Yeah, I I agree. I asked that because I remember. I think it was very, I mean, granted, I'm young and I'm still, I've only been preaching now for like, what What year is it? 2020. About to be 2021. About five years now. Mm. Four years. Mm-hmm. Maybe like four complete years. i going on five. Um, and it was like early on in my preaching game, um, my public speaking game when I was in Bible college still. And it was like some of my first time speaking. And I just remember like, I had I was speaking at not Avenue um the church I used to go to, and I had invited I was like you know I was telling all my friends from school like mm. you know, come come through you know come come watch me and like yada yada and for whatever reason, I think I just dropped the ball I like i just I was so nervous oh I oh, was oh. so nervous and I just didn't do too well, or at least in my eyes I didn't do too well and um a lot of people like a lot of like my, the youth pastor at the time had questions for me Mm. and was like, what? I don't know if that's true, man. And the intern at the time had questions for me and I was like, Oh, and then my friend, um, Alexio, he came up to me and he said, you know what? It's, it's, it's okay. I think it's healthy for people to have questions after. And this kind of ties back into what is, is it better? What's, what's the worst thing about when you preach is when it falls on deaf ears and people are indifferent. Right. Yeah. And that's when he told me he was like, it, I think it's, it's better when people have questions about what you have to say. Cause mm. the, if we could always understand the entirety of God every Sunday, mm. I'm not sure if we're understanding God or what the, what we've boxed God into be. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. We've, we've talked about this before, but you can't really worship something or someone that you have all figured out. Right. It's not, it's not worthy of worship because yeah. you know everything. Yeah. You know? So I think that's part of what we do when we, uh, you know, we, we look at the scriptures and we try to figure, I th- I don't think I've, I don't even know if our job is to try to figure God out. I, yeah. I don't right. think so. I think we get caught up in that sometimes. I think so. I think, I think we're, we're called to worship him, mm-hmm. to worship God, you yeah. know, to stand in awe of his presence, right. you know, to seek guidance from him, not to necessarily decipher him. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Right and i think that i think it's it's beautiful. like i said with the different parts of the body because mm. there's some people who are called to be an, an apologist mm. right I don't, I don't think i'm called to be an apologist yeah. you know but there are some people who mm-hmm. are very intelligent and yeah. scholarly who can you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: attack not attack but um engage with that yeah. with that culture yeah. the the scholarly culture mm-hmm. and then there's people who can engage in different, like, that's why I think we need Christians mm. in every aspect of uh, society. Uh, so yeah. what, what do you think? I want to hear your take on that. Cause I think we got to have the, I think the top Christian leaders mm. should be the, or the top business leaders should be Christians. The top fashion designers should be Christians. Mm. The top, whatever, except, you know, sinful careers mm-hmm, <laughs> should mm-hmm. be Christians. Yeah. Top athletes should be Christian. Yeah. I think, I think we should rise to the top. If mm. this is like, not necessarily the top of society, but yeah. just I think that Christ, we, if we have this power of Christ in us, mm-hmm. I think there's so much to offer.
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think that that's something that God is, has been teaching us lately um, in this whole pandemic. You know, I think we've uh, made the mistake of uh, making the Sunday service the main thing. Yeah. Like bringing people to church, which is a good thing. It's part of a spiritual practice, just like prayer is just like scripture reading, just like tithing, just like all the things that we do as Christians. It's a good thing to gather. But I think that one of the mistakes that we've made is making it about the Sunday service, like making that the main thing, almost like showing up on Sunday is like a, an end in itself, Mm. which is, it's a good thing, but we're not called to, um, make people church attenders we're called to make people jesus followers yeah and i think true. that the church the church is like facebook like i've been thinking about this a lot i think the church is more like facebook than it is what it is right now in the sense that uh or like the internet right mm. where's the internet <laughs> where's the where's yeah. the, like where's the physical location of the internet right right it's nowhere and it's everywhere yeah right that's true. Um, it's about the people it's about the connections i think yeah. that the church Hopefully we will learn because we've been this is something that we've been talking about that hopefully we will learn um, and and, and stick to the things that we've learned as a result of this pandemic when we do have the possibility to go back indoors, that we can understand that we're not the church. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry that we don't go to church. church. What is it that you say? We We is the church. We is the church. So we don't go to church. (laughs) We is the church. Right. Right. Which is something that you started saying before the pandemic, which is really interesting to me. Yeah. Because now we're under, because we understood it in our head before when you were saying it, we understood it in our head. Like, Oh, that's kind of a cute line. Right. However, now we're understanding that that's actually true. Right. Which is not a new thing. Yeah. It's an old thing. Yeah. Right. Old, you know, uh, early Christianity, temple courts, right from house to house. Um, and it's like, okay, we have a beautiful building here, Mm -hmm. which is really like the story of our church recently is really interesting. Yeah. Right. We raised a bunch of money. (laughs) We remodeled the whole thing. Right. It's beautiful. Brand new children's facility, brand new cafe. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. As soon as we're done with everything and we're about to go inside, we celebrate 150 years of our church brand new facility. God shuts the doors. Yeah. He's like, you guys are going outside. Yeah. What do you think God was trying to teach us in that? What is it that, that we've learned or we've been taught in these past nine months? If yeah. you were to, if you were to sum it up or not, not sum it up, but what would, what would you say? It's the thing that we're, that God has taught us that we should not forget when we go back inside.
1: I think it's just what, what, what the, what the Holy spirit is, you know, mm. it, it, the Holy Spirit, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, mm. the Holy Spirit comes and fills our lives, mm. fills our minds. And just kind of like what I, what I spoke on um, two weeks ago, Romans 12, um, do not conform to this world, but be transformed mm. by the renewal of your mind, mm. right? And I think um, in, essence, in, in one sentence, what God is trying to tell us in this whole time is that wherever we are, so is God mm. wherever we are. So is the church. Mm. I love a uh, Matthew six. I mean, we talked about this at encounter. Um, I love Matthew six when Jesus is, you know, the, the, when he's, when he's praying, right. The Lord's prayer, mm. he says, our father uh, who are in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Our vision for the year at encounter is wherever you are as it is in heaven. Mm. So whether that be, in my explanation of that. So that's what I would sum this all up to yeah. be this year is wherever I am. So is the Lord because he lives in me mm. wherever I am. So is the church because I'm part of the church. Yeah. Or at least yeah. I, am, at least part of the church is there. Cause yeah, that's my family. That's my friends, mm. you know? And I think that you can replace what Jesus says there. You could say in, in your bedroom as it is in heaven, mm. um, at the coffee shop as it is in heaven, mm. wherever we are, the presence of the Lord mm. is. Yeah. And I think we, I think what God has shown us in this time is to really not depend on buildings. Mm. Um, not that they're bad because I love this place. We're yeah. in a, we're in a beautiful room right now. Yeah. I love it. But the essence of his being mm. is found in his word and in his Holy spirit, which lives inside of us. once right. we get to accept Jesus.
0: Right. 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 And I right. think
1: that's what Christians ought to understand yeah. in the kind of confidence we ought to have mm-hmm. in in your day job, um, in your family yeah. at home, live, a, live a life fully dedicated to the Lord. Mm. And we'll, we, he, he can even move throughout 2020. Yeah. He can move through COVID. Like it's not going to stop him. Yeah. I think that's what he should Like him. the church
0: isn't in danger. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. like, like, you know, uh, you know, if the, if the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, then neither will COVID. Right. Right. And so exactly. we've, we've learned that. Yeah, man, I love that. Um, And it's, it's, it's weird because we, I tend to be stuck into the old ways of doing church. Mm -hmm. Like we have more engagement now online than we've ever had. Right. Um, But we have about half our congregation showing up to church. So in my mind, when I, when I see, I look out and I'm like, man, where is everybody? You know, my flesh says I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. I fe- like I've felt that as a pastor felt it, you know, I felt like I'm not living up to the expectation of the congregation. I'm not living up to the expectation of the elders, you yeah. know, but we have such great elders. They've been incredibly encouraging, um, and saying, you know, this is the pandemic thing. I mean, every pastor is going through it. Yeah. Our, our calling is to be able to read what's happening and be able to pivot. Like you've been saying, mm-hmm. um, into doing the right thing and how God is, um, is allowing for his church to function. Like we're doing church now. Yeah, Like this is church. This is church, yeah. It's church, you know. Um, I'm going to meet with with a group of pastors later. Uh, It's going to be all on Zoom. And we're doing church together. They're all from different churches, you know. Um, One-on-ones conversation. I'm going to go home, have dinner with my family. We're going to do church together. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like breaking that paradigm that it's really an old thing that Mm -hmm. we've forgotten because we've had... Uh, our con- the congregations in general, not just our church, but
1: making the Sunday service yeah, the yeah, main, right? The main dish. Here's the here's the one line that you asked for. Mm. Church is not an event; it's my lifestyle. Right. That's 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 what he showed us. Right. I think that's what he sh- that's what he's showing me. Yes. Church is not a, it's not a time and place. It's a it's a people and being.
0: Correct. That's correct. what it is. So church is not a physical location. It's a people that you're a part of.
1: Yeah right and it's like like you, you like, take it with you right you take it with you wherever you and go you share it and that's the thing is like and i was don't get me wrong everyone who's listening i was like this and i am still like this sometimes because we're sinful creatures mm. but i think as christians we can go to church on sunday or we can go as youth we can go to church on wednesdays mm. or whatever day you have youth group with a um, young adult group whatever group you're in or maybe you don't go to church and that's okay we love you uh but we can go. I feel like Christians. It's like I said. I'm including myself in this statement. We can go to church on Sunday. Cross off every single box, mm. and then we would go home. Where it's like, okay, I'm a completely different person. Right. I don't, or I, one of the statements, I hate the most mm. is when someone says, "Oh, I can't do that here. I'm in church." Oh right. Oh, right, it's right, like, right, wait, right, right, wait. Right. So oh, so you can do that at home? Yeah. Oh, so you can do that in the in, in, at the mall? You can do that in public? But yeah. no, So. I think, and I hear Christians say that yeah. when, when non-Christians say that it's like, okay, I mean, I, you can't expect anybody mm-hmm. to have this sort of understanding that Christians have. If, right. you, if you're not yet a part of right. like, of what we believe in, that's, yeah. I can't, like, I can't expect that from you, but if you're a right. Christian, what Jesus can expect from us is that we don't go to the Sunday mm. and then, okay, boom, now I can go, uh, Monday through Saturday Correct. living for myself correct, and living selfishly. And yeah. I, like I, like I said, everybody, I am a part of this. Yeah. I'm yeah. a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think this year God is like tweaking us and, and molding us and, yeah. and, and moving us in a different way Yeah, so that we can understand that what we take on Sunday mm. has to translate to Monday, has yeah. to translate to Tuesday. I love that. Wednesday. Thursday. I love that. Yeah. Cause one of the things that, so, so Jesus dies on the cross.
0: He says that it is finished. And, um, the the veil in the temple is torn from top to bottom right so that means that that the presence of god is no longer subject to a one physical location correct that means that that in the old testament there's only one physical space where god was at yeah jesus dies on the cross that thing opens up to everyone and now you can come in boldly into the presence of god right um and so but we, we we somehow we got back to the old to the old, in a to way. the temple. Yes, in, right. in a way. And so uh, no longer is is spirituality uh, in a physical space, but almost like everything that we do should be a spiritual act of worship. Yeah.
1: Person, right? And what did Jesus say? He said, I will tear down this temple. Yes. But then he didn't just leave it there. He no. said, the temple isn't bad. Mm-hmm. I will raise it up again. Yes. And he's going to renew it in a different way, a yeah. better way. Yeah.
0: I'll raise it up in three days. In three days. They, the <clears throat> The disciples took everything literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they, they were so confused yeah. all the way to the end. It took the red because everyone deserted him. Yeah, he he dies. Show's over. You know, he right. raises on the third on the third day. He's raised. They, they don't believe that it's even him. Mm-hmm. Um, It's amazing how they. It took so long for them to understand. Yeah, but we can be real critical of them. Um I think it would have been hard to not take things literally.
1: Yeah. Like they thought huh? yeah, that he definitely.
0: was going to come as a political leader and mm-hmm. he was going to take over everything and you know, they were going to get theirs and he just came with right. this whole other kingdom mindset Yeah, that we can talk about it at a different time, but I think our time's up. Yeah. This was good. That was good. This was right. good. So it's good seeing you guys. Leave us your comments. Leave us and uh, if, if you want to name this podcast,
1: yeah. <laughs> the lockdown podcast what was the other name down knee down knee podcast i'm liking the lockdown if if, if i'm going to cast my vote lockdown i like the lockdown the, podcast the lockdown podcast yeah that's that's got a good ring to it it, it has what there is think, a good adrian? ring I, think I like the lockdown more the lockdown a- adrian adrian likes lockdown and he's 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 17 so he's relevant
0: what about yeah. you morgan uh, you're also re- relevant even though you're <laughs> 20, i'm 23 23 yeah how old are you morgan i'm 22 22 okay I'm in my 20s still.
1: Like, <laughs> yep. I think more so lockdown. 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 Okay. Morgan, our producer, just said Downing. lockdown.
0: Like, lockdown I mean, knee I'm podcast. I'm so <laughs> everything. Person, what would you call it? Like, oh, if you give me some time, the Jesus them. podcast. <laughs>
1: right. The Bible, <laughs> the Bible podcast. Bible Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Bye. yeah okay
0: we'll figure it out well, yeah yeah love you guys um if you're watching you this guys. live right now remember we've got our uh christmas service this sunday the 20th uh we yeah. got uh two services at 10 one at 10 that's the english and then 11:30 for spanish and also on the 24th uh we have having a christmas eve service at 7 so that's, that's gonna right. be a shorter service about 45 minutes and
1: everything to be outdoors so cool yeah love you guys love you guys stay safe be safe everybody all right Fran and Josh signing out. Take care.